Hello, 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 and welcome to the Blue Oval Podcast. I am Ben Weissel, and joining me as always, Garrett Zatlin. How's it going, man? It feels good to be back, Ben. It feels real good to be back. I wish we didn't have the copyright issues for music because there's so many different like pieces of music that I want to like throw behind this podcast. Like, you know, the classic uh, like Slim Shady. Um, oh, yeah. yeah uh, guess who's back again, right? Like Bruno Mars. <laughs> like, kind of, I want to put it all. Um, but, you know, like uh, money and legal reasons uh, suggest not to. So. Uh, either way, I'm, I'm pumped to be back. Uh, I hope you're pumped to be back. I hope everyone else listening is pumped to be back uh, with us in their ears, which is a weird way of putting it. But yeah, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, it, it me just saying that intro that it just like it was like just a habit, like or a reflex, like it just it came out. I didn't even think about it until I started. I was like, wait, what am I saying again? And it and it, it was just I went. The rest of this podcast might not be that smooth. We, we got some rust, uh, as we were mentioning earlier before the pod, that we're probably going to have to shake off. So bear with us throughout that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I think the time off probably did us both well. Um, and and yep. now we're even more excited to get into it. And um, the, like, the true degenerates that we are, we couldn't stay away for very long. And we're checking and messaging about cross-country results all fall uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was basically like it was no different. Um, but do want to take this time to to quickly shout out Streamline Athletes making the acquisition, uh, bringing back a second life. So um, shout out to them, appreciate them. Um, so now now Ben, we have to find a, a way to incorporate like into the intro, like powered by the Blue Oval Podcast, powered by Streamline Athletes. So I'll, I maybe I'll do like this thing where I go find like one of those deep voice narrators and I like you know Ooh, find them yeah. to do it. Yeah, it'll get like we're getting professional and things like that. But for now, <laughs> it's just us two behind the mic. We'll we'll make it work. Well, uh, that that sounds good. I, I any more uh, additions I, I will take to the podcast. Um, but yeah, so like we mentioned, we're we're really excited about being back. But with us being back and starting back in mid December, we have a lot to talk about. Obviously, we saw how the cross country season played out, but we're going straight into indoor season. Um, we're, we've been putting up rankings, so make sure you guys check those out. Um, and, and we wanted to talk a little bit more about some of the, maybe the hard decisions we had, um, some of the questions we have about the people that we ranked or even didn't rank. Um, and, and so we'll jump right into that, uh, now and, and we can, we can start with who has the most potential out of the people that we ranked. And, and I kind of, uh, sandwich this in by saying, let's not pick someone in the top five or top like that upper tier of our rankings, because obviously like our number one person is probably the person that ultimately might have the most potential, but maybe pick someone who you think could, could surprise us a little bit and, and really rock it forward. Well, so I, I, I think that's a, a interesting caveat that we need to clarify. Are we saying that someone who could surprise us a bit or the person who has the most potential? Most potential. I'm okay. saying maybe don't pick the most obvious like like what we were saying maybe don't pick courtney wayman but right, right outside right. of that go for it okay do we want to start on the men or the women first let's start with the women all right well let's okay well on the women's side ah man yeah that's that's a tough one do you want to do that thing where we just go one two three four or one two three or what is it three sure. two one yeah okay yeah. we all can right. count um what's that we can count right yeah we, we, yeah. we have a lot okay. of that ability We'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. All right. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Anita Amaris Konechek. Ooh, oh, interesting. There you go. All right. I, I want to know Amaris because I feel like she's already been killer as it is. So I, I guess I'm saying that more because right now we, we just haven't seen her like compete to the, the same level that we have before. Obviously, you're right to say like she has gotten to those peaks and we have seen her at those peaks before but i look at her and i see her more towards the back end of our rankings and i don't think that's unfair like i I think based off of the performances that we've seen from other women across the country and what she's done as of late i think that's a totally fair thing to to say but if we're talking about someone who has the most potential uh to really win some maybe win an ncaa title score a lot of points at the national meet I think Tanisma is someone that could absolutely 
just crush it and return to the form that she had before. Um, obviously, we know that's in her. It's just whether or not she's healthy and able to do it. Uh, and if she is, then we could see maybe even another leap from her where she is winning that NCAA title this year. Yeah, yeah. And I can I can get that from the perspective of like, we don't really know what her status is in terms of like health and things along that nature. Um, but I, I don't, like, I, I think we've seen enough in the past where I'm like, I don't, it's not a matter of like, she has the potential. She has the talent. Um, it's just a matter of like, will she actually execute on it? So I think maybe if we're talking about like potential based on her ranking, I think you're probably right that she's the correct answer. But I think she has the talent. Like, I think she's going yeah. to be up there if she's healthy and at 100% and all those other things. But that's just the biggest point. We don't know. Um, so I, I will I will kind of half agree with you on that <laughs> one. That's, you know, already take that as a win, considering where we're starting off right now. Um, but for me, Konichek, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm just butchering that name, but uh, Anita Konichek, the veteran out of Oregon, you know, for us, she was like a solid, pretty decent miler. You know, by decent, I mean a nationally competitive miler last year. Uh, went to the, you know, national championships, uh, was an All-American, I believe. I could be wrong. But I believe she was an All-American. And But she didn't like really like wow us in like any major way. But then she went into the summer, right? And then she was pretty phenomenal there. Um, she ran, I think, 925 in the steeplechase where she was just phenomenal. And I just think that there is a lot more um, range to her. I think she can do a whole lot more in the 3K. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think that something along those lines, like what we saw in the steeplechase from her this past spring and summer, suggests that there's more to her um, that we could see this winter maybe beyond a mile. And I, that's why I think she's a pretty high-level high name to consider. Yeah, and, and I, I like that pick. And I think steeplechasers are always really hard to talk about when when we're looking at indoors because this isn't their their natural event is an outdoor event steeplechase you can see you could see more 5k oriented you could see more mile oriented uh people in in that event it's kind of just a catch-all in a lot of ways um it, but like you said 925 she should be able to break nine in the the 3k um that clearly she has the capabilities of doing that, whether or not she's in that kind of fitness and in that form right now, we're, we can't be sure. But if she can build on what she did in the summer, like you mentioned, then there is no reason why the mile 3K and 5K, if she does run it, could all be much better than we expect. Because that yeah. same strength, that same endurance that she needed in the steeplechase should lend herself pretty well to the 5K. And then she obviously has always been a good, solid miler. So, I, I mean, I think you're right. We could see her maybe be a triple threat and have some hard decisions come uh, entry time for the national meet. But it, it'll just be interesting to see how much of a step forward she can make um, and, and what that true high-end potential really is for her. I think that's a totally fair assessment, especially on the high-end potential. I, I don't – we've seen what she can do in the steeplechase, and now it's just a matter of like, okay, what's next? Right. And, and I think we're still waiting for that tier – that's where the potential comes in. That's where we're trying to figure it out. So um, I, I hear you there. Um, do we want to do the men now? Yes, let's go. Uh, so I, I can I can go first here. I have, uh, and, and this this guy's on the higher end of our rankings, but I, I think the only name that you can go with on the men's side is Iliad Kipsang. The, the ceiling for him, I think, is higher than almost anyone in the country. I don't understand this in the slightest. Like, I don't at all. Well, okay, so... Like, the, I, don't, I don't know what more potential he could have out of this. Is So, so I, I think the potential... I Maybe the potential to get better, like, in terms of how many seconds he's going to drop off his time is not going to be as great as some of these, uh, like, some, some other uh, athletes who could be improving. But in terms of potential to, like be the best athlete in the NCAA, maybe the one of the best athletes in the NCAA ever in his event. I think, Whoa, I think that's a Kip, big statement. I, I think Kip saying has that potential. And that's why I put, I'm putting him there because I, I mean, you look at what he did splitting in the DMR 351 last year, and it seems like he's only gotten better. And it, it's, it, it just seems the more time that he spent in Alabama the more time he's been able to compete at the NCAA, NCAA level, the, 
the better he's gotten. And so I'm looking at when we hit March this uh, this coming in a few months that we're going to see someone that could take down the goose, someone who could throw down a monstrous time sometime between now and March. I'm I'm thinking like we could see a 348 out of him. And I I just <laughs> I just on. think there's that hold potential on. there. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Did you just say he's gonna run three forty eight? I think there's the potential for it. I I'm we're starting the season strong here. Man, this is a rusty podcast. Three forty eight. What is wrong with you? No way. We, no okay, way. We, we saw Cole what's, Hawker what's, and Cooper Tier run 350, and I think he is at that level. All right, so here's what we're doing. My favorite podcast is called Part of My Take, right? <laughs> and every year during the football season, when they get to about three or four weeks in, they think they have an assessment on like what the teams are. The guy named Big Cat on there says, all right, I'm going to do what's called the pinky bet, right? If this team that doesn't seem to have a lot of excitement and potential, if they go to the Super Bowl and win – I will cut off just the very tip of my pinky. I will cut off the very, very tip. The Texans came close in the playoffs one year. They had made a run. They made a strong run. This is my pinky bet. If Iliad Kipsang runs 348, I will cut off the tip <laughs> of my pinky. <laughs> There's no I, – I love Iliad Kipsang. Also, I was, where was this energy when I picked him to upset Cole Hawker and Yarna Goose last spring in the 1500? I you see. I don't. I don't know. Like, okay, one. I think he's improving. Like, I think he's going to be a much better athlete then than he was like now uh, in a few months than he was then. But also, I just think the like tactically, I I'm more confident in him running a super fast time than winning the NCAA title. Like, maybe not three forty eight, but I'm more confident. In no, him no, no. You can't backtrack crazy. on that. You no, can't I, backtrack. I'm on not that. saying. I'm saying my confidence level. I still think he could do it. But if, if you're asking me to gauge whether I'm more confident in him breaking like 352 or winning an NCAA title, I'm going to pick the breaking 352. No, well, the no. 352, I could be like, all right, okay. maybe I'd I'd be like, okay, that seems arguable fair. Okay. Oh, man, that is I, I guess the, the, the reason this is why- like the most insulting take I feel like I've ever had. There's just like purposefully directed at me. The the reason why the reason why it won't happen is because he's probably not going to get put in a race that is as perfectly set up like Hawker and Tier did uh, last year to run three fifty. And I, I I mean, do you think that he's he's at that same level to be able to run three fifty at least? Uh... I just think in perfect circumstances he absolutely could. Whether or not he gets those perfect circumstances, I don't, I, okay, how about I, I disagree. In, in absolute perfect circumstances, could he get to the three fifty range? I think it's possible. I wouldn't. I wouldn't move that out of the realm of possibility. Three forty eight, Ben. Do you know how fast that is? Like, do you understand how fast that is? on a mid on track? I mean, so he ran. He's run three thirty five and made it look pretty easy, right? But that doesn't correlate to a 348. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. He still has to improve by two or three seconds off of that. But on a fast indoor track, when it's set up for him where he doesn't have to do all the work. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> My pick. My pick is, and some people might just be like, well, Garrett, then what the hell was your pick about? My pick is Nico Young. Okay. All right. Yeah. An established star. Everyone knows him. He's truly great. But my thing, and I've said this for a while, and this is not the first time I've said this, he's got no speed. Re- relative, let me rephrase that. Relative, relative to yeah. other, other NCAA stars, right? 344 unconverted is as fast as 1500 time. It really didn't work out for him in the West Regional meet, which like the West Regional meet was like kind of weird. It was like kind of tactical, kind of not. He doesn't have any speed. Speed. Like, and he hasn't really like needed a ton of instances where he's had to use speed, but when he has, it hasn't always been there. And I feel like there's just so much potential for him to be better tactically, to develop speed. Uh, I'd like to see what he can really do in a 3K. Um, so we'll see. Like I, I feel like it's probably fair that he's probably going to end up running the 5K 3K this year. Yeah. And when we get to that 3K, I'd love to see how that unfolds. Because 
indoors, you definitely need a finishing speed to win that title or to even be in the top three, really. So, I mean, we'll figure it out. I don't know. His his potential is Connor Mance, right? I mean, that's the yes. comp, right? Oh, I, I think that's I, great. I, that's that, a great that, comp. They're exactly, I mean, we had the exact same questions about Mance ever winning an NCAA title because of that kick. Like, because he doesn't have that same kind of top end speed that a lot of NCAA champions have. But, I mean, we've seen it in cross country. Um, he, he's able to grind it out on the track. He's able to do it at, a, at maybe a similar level, but not quite to the level that you think, okay, he's going to win a 3K NCAA right. title. Right. And, and I think if we're talking about Nico Young, I think he has the potential to get to Mance. Maybe he has the potential to develop a little bit more on the track than Mance did, but I, it, it's hard to say that he ever gets better than what Mance has been over the last year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know what happens? Like if, if Young goes out and runs like a 358, a 357, then I change my tone. And like, that's the right. potential that I'm talking about. Right. Like those, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunities I think for Nico Young to get so much better than he mm-hmm. already is. And that that's ultimately what I'm getting at. Well, and, so. and he's better than Mance was at this point in Mance's career. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, they're close, I think. Um, but yeah, especially at his age, he, he's certainly right. better. That's um, true. But yeah, so I, I, I think there is a lot of untapped potential there. Um, I agree. All right, let's move on. That that, that took a, my, my hot take really just spiced things that, up. I really, yeah, started. that was that was tough. Um, all right, who would you like to have included in the rankings that did not make the cut? in our preseason rankings um men's side it has to be um juan diego castro from oklahoma state and then and i'll, I'll hold off because i i think there are some other names that you may want to pick from there but juan diego castro i think ran 148 and 357 mm-hmm. incredible double like that's a really quick double the problem is that he just didn't deliver on the national stage um like at all right and when you look at Colton Johnson, like Colton Johnson out of Washington State ran 357 and 753 and 1334, which are all like top times. And yes, maybe he wasn't great on the national stage either. Maybe he never got the All-American finish that we thought he could get. But he's got three events that are all pretty high level. Wandigo Castro is kind of at this kind of twofold kind of kind of deal. Um, but I still think like 148 and 357, that's a ton of firepower. And uh, I don't know. It just, I just thought it'd be better. I just thought it'd not be better. I just, I just thought we could find a spot for him that I don't think we ever did. Yeah, and, and I think that's a, that's a solid, solid point. Um, I have Lucas Bonds. Um, I, I really like what he did last, last winter. I mean, ultimately, he ended up finishing ninth. But, I mean, for a guy with zero NCAA experience to do that, I, I was pretty impressed. And I think that... I mean, he was, he kind of came out of nowhere last year. Um, and for him to perform, to get to the finals, um, I, he didn't, he, he wasn't able to do quite as well when we got to the outdoor. He did make the national meet, um, but ended up finishing 15th. But I, I just feel like that experience that he got at indoor nationals, at outdoor nationals, is just going to be so beneficial when he comes around this March that I mean clearly he's he's found another level of fitness in the last 12 months and I I just feel like that experience is going to put him over the line to where he's competing for a top four top five spot in the mile um and and someone who's probably will end up being in our top 20 25 uh part of our rankings yeah I think it's fair to say that Bonds is just one of those guys I, I think I think he will be in our rankings later this year i think it would be surprising if he wasn't um so we'll we'll see there but i i do like bonds too just because i think bonds like he now he has the year of like okay i actually like learn what it takes to race at this high level now what's next um so i like bonds quite a bit yeah yeah absolutely all right for the women um i had kaylee richards uh same kind Mm. of same same kind of thinking as bonds had a, had a really good year last year, fourth in the mile, uh, just missed making uh, the national meet outdoors, was 14th at the West, at the East Regional. Um, and and I, I, she hasn't been quite as good this fall, had a bit of a down cross-country season for her. 
But I, I think that the experience that she had last year, she just, I, I remember watching her at NCAAs last year and she just moved through the field so well, could pace herself during the race extremely well and just was super tactically sound. And if she's anywhere, the level of fitness that she was at last winter, I, I don't see any reason why we don't see another performance like that from her. Yeah, I was really struggling on how we left her out. Uh, like, it, I think when you look at some of the other names, like, it's tough when some of those names are great 3K, 5K runners, right. have a little bit of a decent mile, and then just came off a great cross-country season. Like, it, it's like, it's like there's not much you can do there. Like, you kind of have to acknowledge that and give them what it is that said Kaylee Richards is um I, I think we would not have been wrong if she was even as high as like 17 or 18 yeah. right like I think that's probably even like you you could make an argument for her um I just yeah it, it, it's tough I don't I don't think there's an easy answer there um for me in, in terms of my name this is this is more of like a I, I guess the question that I'm looking for here is who's the name? Is it like a wish list name or is it a, is it a name that we that I truly think should have been on there? Go either. Either you're, you're, you're the editor in chief. You go for it. I am going to go with uh, Stephanie Cotter. Um, okay. I think that she is probably one of the, she has to be one of the greatest D2 talents ever. Um, she was tactically incredible at Adam State. I think she's only going to thrive at Northern Arizona. Um, and I just think her tactics are like so elite and they're so good. And um, I, I just think that's going to all she has to do is just get more fit. And I think like some some people think like oh well as long as someone's more fit like they're just assume that they'll do better on the national stage, which I don't think is always the case. It's not always true. Um, like if you're just tactically strong enough, then you can make some noise. And I think Cotter is tactically probably one of the strongest women in D1, just after seeing what she did at the D2 level. She still needs to find that next level, but um, I would not be surprised if she runs like 437 this year, gets into the national meet, and then becomes an All-American. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. And I think it'll be interesting to see how how those tactics um, crossover from the D2 to D1 level, obviously, like you were talking about, it takes a different, like she needs to bump up a little bit in terms of fitness. And when you're, when you feel like you're so in control at a level that you've been at for a little while and you switch, I, I mean, I'm not saying that she can't, but I, it'll be interesting to see if there's any growing pains throughout the yeah. year when she's, when she's going through that. But I, I do like that pick because I, I think she has the potential. Um, and I, I think that there's often, especially with casual fans, I think we see that there's a bigger deal made of the distinction between D1 and D2 in track and field when really yeah. they're a lot more similar than I think people realize. Oh yeah. I mean, we were just going through editing some of those D2 rankings and just like, man, like, yeah. D is it just me or has D2 gotten a lot faster? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, I was talking to one person. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe you're that fast. Like I totally forgot about that. So um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. All right, next up, most likely to win their first NCAA title this March. All right, we're going to do the three, two, one. Yeah, we're going men. All right, men. Okay, okay yeah. ready? Three, two, one. Brandon, Brandon Miller. Miller. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. I think, I think so. Go ahead. I think you can make an argument for maybe Mar Mario Garcia-Romo. But, but what's the event? I think 3K. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just think there's too many major competitors who could realistically I, I agree I think I think honestly I look at him probably as the favorite in the 3k because I think he'll Agreed. do MR and 3k double but I when you're looking at how many challengers is he gonna have versus how many challengers is Brandon Miller gonna have I, I think that just tilts the balance to, to Miller yeah. even in a more uneven and unpredictable event with the yeah. 800 um, I think Miller's proven to be able to to run his way through the kind of unevenness and the 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 way that the 800 can kind of mess up favorites he's proven to run tactically sound races that i think he's going to be able to live up to his favorite status in a way that maybe romo won't be able to just because of the field around him yeah no i think that's that's completely fair i 
I I want to add more to that. <laughs> I don't have anything more to say about that. I think Miller, as long as he translates like 80% of his outdoor fitness to the indoor oval, like he should win, I think. It- and with the 800, we just don't we just don't know what I, I think we're going to be getting. Uh, we yeah. haven't seen Finley McClear that much. Jason Gomez, I mean, what what is where we don't know where they're at in terms of their fitness, and I think that leaves a lot more question marks. Obviously, based off of their performances last indoor season, you would be like, well, obviously Finley McClear should be the favorite, but we just haven't seen him. We and we don't we don't really know what's going. Yeah. On. Well, not only that, but Gomez is like he's run. 221 for a thousand meters this year and then has then come back to run 156 for like 800 meters so like i don't really know it's like when we say like we don't know it's not because like there's not data but it's like we really just don't know like i i have zero clue about like you know uh, and like uh samuel voles um like he just ran 148 but he ran that 148 losing to Virginia Tech transfer and former ACC rival and now teammate Bashir Masomolo, go Hokies. Um, but like, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't really know. It's like Brandon Miller, Fendon McClear, and then everyone else. And like, that's kind of how I view the 800 field this year. Yeah. Um, all right. So for the women, uh, I had Kaylee McCabe. And that, that might be a little bit of a surprise. But when I'm looking at the 5K field, I don't see anybody, and maybe it's Mercy Chen Legat, that is just like a clear favorite in that event. And the way McCabe's gotten better, and she she could drop down and run maybe the 3K as well. I I just think that she has, in, in those events that I think are a little bit more open than they normally are, I think she has a really good chance at it. Yeah, I think it's open, but I don't think it's... It's open and she's one of the names for the taking, right. but she's not the only name for the taking. And that's that's my problem with with McCabe. It's not that she's not talented. She's incredibly talented, as we've seen, you know, last fall and now, you know, running the 852, I think it was for 3K. Mm-hmm. Um so like she's great. Um for me, like I think don't think there's another more obvious answer than Chrissy Gear. I just like the mile, she's just she's one she's run what, four thirty one? Yeah. Is it four thirty one? versatility 800 steeplechase i don't i don't i don't but, see anyone but do you else. think do you think she's going to run the dmr oh that's a good point um and, and that's and that's where i i were like with these with these with these arkansas runners including like lauren gregory i don't feel comfortable saying that they're going to win an ncaa title. and and not for any reason uh like uh, their own talent or whatever I, I say that more because they value yeah. the team more than the individual result, which is fine. Yeah, which I think which is, is fine, is, which is yeah. great. But when we're talking about something like this, I don't feel great about picking either of them to win an NCAA title. Mm, I mm, ah, that's tough now. Okay, so now maybe I'm really. <laughs> that's a great point. It's a really good point. Um, and I, I, there's still a part of me that's just like, oh, I think she still could win it. Um, and she absolutely could. Like, I, I, yeah. I there's no reason why she can't because she she's clearly probably the best pure miler right. out there. The problem with this is like I want to throw like you throw the DMR caveat at me and then that messes up like every other option, right? <laughs> because like then it's Lauren Gregory who could like realistically like do you yep. think Arkansas like I guess could like could Arkansas put together a DMR that excludes either Gear or Gregory? Yes. So then, like, give me but, it's, but, it's one but, of the two. But will they? Like, that's the thing. I think they would. Okay. I think they would. I think for for at least because I think they did it last year. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. I don't know that for. I don't know. Let's. I I'll, I'll I, look it up real quick. Can Can you look it up for me? Thank you. I'm not sure. Um, because that's my thing. Like, it's I. My pick is either Gregory or Gear. I don't think Gregory. So, has title. So pretty so confident she does. Gear ran in it. No, both Gear and Gregory ran in it. No. <laughs> uh okay um yeah but i don't really know I, I i might have to go with mccabe at this point um there you go and, coming coming all the way back around <laughs> because here's the problem the next pick i do is i'd, I'd say julia haymack <laughs> but she's gonna probably be in the dmr uh, or in theory we think um i hate that you just completely i had this like whole thing ready like McCabe, 
Camille, no, Camille won. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't. I I think you're right. I hate to say that, um, but I think I'm like looking through these names. I think the only name that I could realistically, and I had to go pretty far back for this name, <laughs> is uh, is Grace Forbes. And and I like Grace Forbes, and I think there's yeah. a, I I mean we we probably could have mentioned her in most uh, potential in terms of Agreed. what she hasn't done yet yeah. on the track. And, and like, she's obviously been around there and she's run some fast times, but hasn't really gotten that like top two, top three finish at an NCAA. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, she was like a 10 K favorite last year and then right. just, just struggled on the national meet. She has the talent. Like, like we did, we talked, the thing we talked about with Cotter in terms of, like she has the tactical awareness down. Now she just needs the fitness. Forbes has the fitness. Now she just needs to actually execute. Um, and that's not to say that she like has been terrible by any means. Like I think she was still an all American at one point in the past you know year or so. And I'm, I'm really so. confident about that. Yeah, I think she was. So at, at this point, it's like I, I, I'd say Forbes, but Forbes is more just because like she offers versatility. McCabe has to deal with everyone else in the 3K. And uh, like everyone else, I just don't feel confident about. So like yeah. anything in those 3K, 5K events, I don't love. Yeah, Forbes was sixth at uh, in the 5K last year at indoors. In the 5K. So what she, she, she what, was there. What was she in the 10K? Um, so that was indoor. So in the 10K, she okay. was seventh. Um, so she's still all American. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. so not bad races. It's just, like you said, she came in as the favorite and it was a little bit surprising not to see her challenge for a top yeah. place. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I think that's a solid name as well. Um, all right, next up. Pick which title race is the most open for both the men and the women. Um, all right, let's start with women. Do you want to do the three, two, one countdown? Sure. Okay. Three. Oh, psych. I, I, oh, I just caught myself. Oh, hold on. You see, mm. they, I think this is not an easy answer. I I thought there was a, I had a quick answer, and maybe it's the same one as what you're about to say. Okay, but. I it's the, we're looking for the most wide open. Correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Five K. Okay. The five K I'm interested in because I feel like it's just you could pick seven different women. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like it could be anybody, like any of those women. Uh yeah, I guess that's true. I, I guess mean, like, the, my thing is like. The mile, I agree. That was that's what I wrote down the first time when I when I looked at that question because they, I, I mean, we we talked about Chrissy Gear, we talked about Lauren Gregory, we talked about the DMR, and then we just looked down at the rest and of our list just, and we're just like shrug emoji. It's just I don't I don't know. I think you might be right, just because there's there's a greater chance of the Gear and Haymack and Gregory group. Mm-hmm. not running the DMR, doing the mile, and having right. percentage-wise greater chance of winning. So, yeah, I'll, I'll actually agree with you on the three. Man, I, three I'm, I'm really convincing you. This, yeah, this is surprising. I mean, you like after the whole 348 debacle, <laughs> I mean, this is really rebounding after this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I just think the 5K, I mean, you look at, I mean, McCabe could obviously be someone that could, yeah. could bump up into there, but then you have Chen Lagai, you have Kameli. I, I mean, there's just a lot of different options when you're looking at who could take home that title. And I feel like that's a little bit unusual at this, even at this point in the season, usually we've seen the um, BU meet and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more. And we were like, all right, hey, we have a huge favorite. And maybe that ends up being Wayman if she decides to run the 5K. Yeah. But we, we, you, we, I think we're both operating under the assumption that she'll probably do the DMR um, and run the 3K. Uh, the next day but if she decides not to then may, the the 5k probably isn't nearly as wide open as we think it is yeah i mean if women runs the 5k it's hers yeah like she has the necessary speed the fitness like she can she'll she should win that in theory um yeah i think you're right it's probably the 3k um because the the dmr throws a wrench into the mile factor like so much and everyone's going to come back for the 3K. They always do. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I like the 3K. Women's 3K. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. On the men's side, do you want to go first on this one again? Yeah. I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the men's 5K. 
All right, pitch me on this. What on a scale of one to ten, how surprised were you when Wesley Kip two ran thirteen fourteen? Like a two. Great, we're all in agreement here. Like, I was like, wow, faster than I expected, but still pretty much on par. Yeah. Do you think his tactics have changed that much? I think I I I think they've changed. Like I'm actually I I'm I do think they've changed. Whether or not they're more conducive to him winning an NCAA title, I think that is a very open question. But I think they have changed, and I just can't tell you if it's a positive or a negative change, honestly. Because I well, I, I don't, don't think it can know. get any worse. I'm well, sorry. I, I mean, he he did win the NCAA title. Obviously, he wasn't going against. The top he level was, of Okay, so he didn't have he didn't have Tier, he didn't have Nagoose, right. he didn't have Hawker, he didn't have any of the NAU guys. Like it's with all due respect, and people are gonna get really, really mad at me when I say this, it was a <laughs> light year. It was a light year for the 5K, and I don't have any regrets saying that. And I'm not saying that they weren't talented or impressive or fast, but when you don't have Tier, Hawker, Nagoose, like all those guys. Like, I don't know. And, I'm just, and, I'm just and, I, and I agree with that, but I, I think that if he had run that race with a full field last year, I think he still probably ends up finishing in the top three, probably. Uh, whether or not he wins, that's probably a pretty open question. But I, I do. But here's th- the thing: Kip Two didn't even. He wasn't even an All American in the 5K and 10K last spring. Wasn't even an All American. The guy just I, ran 13-14, wasn't even an All-American. Do you think that was a fitness thing, or do you think that was a tactics thing? I think it was a... I, I struggle to believe that it was entirely fitness. Well, I agree. It, it's not. It's never entirely one thing or the other. But I, I do... I, I, I Watching at the, him at the end of the outdoor season, it was like this does not look like the same runner we had seen a few months ago. I, I, I'm not sure if I believe that, but... I will I will say this in defense of Kip 2 because I've been admittedly overly critical of Kip 2. He's gotten better, not just in fitness, but he has a better understanding of tactics. I question if those tactics are still conducive to a good race at the national meet. Yep. I still think there are way too many guys that could easily come through and kick him down if he goes out and gets too aggressive. I think it's possible. I mean, we just saw, you know, a handful of guys. Twelve guys are now under thirteen thirty this year. Do you know how insane that is? So, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's not going to be any Joe Klecker pacing the group this this time at nationals. Right, it, but I think even that race, I think, is instructive in how he's changed. Like he was, he was willing to let the pacer do do the job. He was willing to kind of sit back a little bit. And obviously, it's going to be a completely different show when it comes to NCAA's. But I mean, I gotta believe that someone's going to take it out hard, and it might be Kip too, but it might not be. It might be somebody else. And if he decides, if the pace is hot, to just ride along, then I, I think he has a good chance at winning. Just because I think he could go, he could kick from like a mile out and win. But you have to imagine that the field is smart enough to be like, who's that guy in our field, Wesley Kip too? We're just gonna let him leave. Do, like, do you think it are an art like any of the Arkansas guys or Wildshoot like would 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 do that? I don't think Wildshoot would now. I think if you if this was Wildshoot at Coastal Carolina, I think yes. That's fair, but not now. No, no. I and, and I, I I like the five k as an answer. I I still put the the eight hundred just because of I, I I know we talked about Brandon Miller. And I honestly, you've, you've probably convinced me to go more to the 5k, but I, I just, the unpredictability of the event and maybe because we just don't have as many like true challengers to Miller, I think that might end up being the reason why it's not as open because normally we have three or four or five guys who could realistically win. Um, but I, I, I just, the way that event is run at NCAAs and we saw it last year, obviously, I mean, McClear came out of nowhere Hunter looks like he had no business winning that race for 80% of it. I I just, I wonder if we see something like that where a complete like underdog coming into the meet could win it. 
Um, and that's kind of yep. why I was leaning that direction. But I, I ultimately think you're probably right with the 5K. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think the 800 is a terrible answer because a lot of it's dependent on uh, Brandon uh, Miller. Excuse me, Brandon Miller. So I, we'll see. And then, well, then it's like, okay, then the next line's Finley McClear. I, I don't know. I, for me, I feel like the 800 is pretty clear cut. I think so. And it very well might end up being. I that, might be right? wrong. I, and I think on paper it is. I, I just, I think when it, you see so often the 800 does not translate from paper to the track as consistently are we sure? as one of others. Are we sure that's a take that we're, like, we're confident in now? I do. I, I think you look at indoor from last year and I think so you like, look at outdoor from last year. Donovan, like, Ethan Moo, Donovan Brazier. I think um, I think if you're like if you're an Olympic like a future Olympic gold medalist, then no, it's not. But like, I don't know when the UTEP guys were in, we we're usually pretty good. I mean, now, granted, Isaiah Harris did get Saruni at the line at one year, but like, I I feel like it's I feel like the eight hundreds actually become less and less predictable for the title contender every year. Well, I, I think I'm sorry, we, more, more and more predictable. More, more I, and more predictable right. And, and I think we did see a string there for a while where it was like, all right, the NCAA champ in the 800 is about to go like be a metal threat in the Olympics. Well, like, here's the and, thing. And like, I, I just Charlie don't think Hunter. we have that this year. I think, I think we have a formula. I think it's like if it's not yeah. Brandon Miller, then it's Finley McClear. I, I, I just I don't know I don't I'm not as confident that that that's like that he's a hundred percent going to be the next guy. Brandon, well, I, I agree with you. I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. We don't really know about Brandon Miller. We think he can be the next guy. We're not sure. Well, I'm sure. saying like I don't know if I'm a hundred percent that Finley McClear is the next guy. Oh, Finley McClear is the next guy. Yes. But like, what gives you? What makes you think that he's not the next guy though? I just don't know. I, I don't know where he has, is without his fitness. Like, I, I don't I don't know. Well, we don't know anything without until anyone races, right. Ben. But, like, that's what we're here for. <laughs> I, I, I think, I mean, obviously, if he's the same guy as he was last winter or even last outdoor, then yes, I agree. Okay. But I, that's I, fair. I, yeah, I, we I, have to make some assumptions here. So Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. And we, we might have already kind of gone over this, but who will be this year's Cole Hawker or Courtney Waymat of this year who kind of breaks out and maybe goes from good to great or just smashes, like just pushes their way into the national conversation? Hmm. How about you go first? So for the men, I put someone who has have gotten a lot more love on the cross-country side but not has not on the track side. And that's Charles Hicks. Yeah. I think he's somebody that if, and, and we could have put him in this potential conversation as well, but he's somebody who has not, we haven't really seen him do much on the indoor circuit or, I mean, he had some good 10 Ks last year, but in the track in general, I think we could really see him just, put himself in that 5k title conversation in, in a real way and like and maybe make himself the favorite when we come around to march because i i think he's yeah. just at operating at a level right now that is so good i mean he beat cooper tier at pack 12s he was what fourth at ncaa's fourth I, yeah I, I mean it's just he's he clearly has taken a level up and i'm curious to see how that translates and maybe this is the year where cross country leads into the same kind of results on the track yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this is why we ranked him, you know, as highly as we did. Yeah. Um, he's good. Like he's just flat out good. Like there's like, no, like he was great last year. Now he's like somehow even better. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree with that. I like him quite a bit. Um, on the men's side for me, <sighs> I like Creighton Carosa, Texas. So one forty-seven guy, I think. Uh, sub four miler, really solid, really talented. Made it to the national meet outdoors last year for the eight hundred meters. I'm double checking right now to figure out where his exact placement was. He was ninth. Oh, sorry, he ran one forty-six last year in the finals. So I, I like Creighton Carosa. Uh, but quite but a bit. is he even the best middle distance runner on his own team? <sighs> no, which is like weird to say. Um, no, but and, and I, I don't. I, I don't think he's. 
I like I that mean, shout as like a potential, like he could break out because obviously he's yeah. he's number two to Busy Mono right now, but well, he could. I mean, there's there's a world where he breaks through past Busy Mono, and then if he if he's ahead of him, then all of a sudden he is in that title conversation yeah. for the 800 and mile. Yeah, I like the the thing is like with this one is like what do we classify as a breakout? Because he already broke out last spring, but I don't think he broke out for long enough to really get his kudos. Yeah. I think Craig Caros is going to be like the guy. Um, I think he, I think he can be, he has the versatility and the firepower and the speed for it. Now just to put it on the indoor track. I think he will. I think he's pretty, he's going to be pretty good. So, yeah. All right. How about the women? Can you just like back me up here and say that, you agree that I've been a fan of Leah Torino for quite some time. Yes. Okay. I say that not because she's made any dramatic results since last spring to now. I say that, but because she transferred from Duke to Virginia tech as a, I think a graduate student, I could be wrong. Um, as a, she was, she's really strong. She's really good. Uh, she was ninth at the indoor national meet. She's run 205 for 800 meters, uh, 247 for 1,000 meters. Um, I, I don't think she always, like, she is able to always, like, get by in elite fields. And now she has experience. She has, you know, she's training with Lindsay Butler uh, mm-hmm. at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is a very proven middle distance powerhouse. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's pretty fair to say. I think there is a significant leap ready for Torino. She has some like the she has like the foundation. Now she just needs to sharpen her skills, get the elite like the elite aspects of being a star all American. And I think she can get there with this Virginia Tech squad. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've always liked your Hokies. Um, no one. I, no what one can, can I say, a, man? No, no one can accuse you of anything else on that. But am I, I wrong? No, no. You're right. And and I, I like I like that pick. I think Torino is somebody. Um, especially in, in the same vein as like Carosa, training yeah. with someone who's at a at that level that they can be at. Um, and, and so I, I like that pick. I I had I really struggled with this. I was yeah. all over it's the tough. place. Um, and so I'm kind of gonna go with someone who was a little bit of a breakout last year, but I'm gonna say that she's gonna break out even more this year in terms of not only running a fast times, but now being like a t- true title contender. And I think that's going to be Claire Seymour. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I mm-hmm. think that again, and, and similar to what we were saying with bonds had that experience, ran those fast times clearly is fit enough to be a contender, but now has that experience too. And, 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 yeah. and like we were saying, like you were saying with the Torino training with a great group of ladies in Bravo going to, be able to sharpen against some of the best women in the country at B with BYU. And with that experience, I I really like her potential to just become like the hundred percent favorite going into the 800 this year. And and maybe that doesn't happen, but I, I think that is in on the table right now for her. Yeah. I think she's, I think you're right. I think there's a window for her. Um, I don't know if I'd say that she's, I, I don't know. I, I think I think that's all true. Um, I think she'd have to make a pretty significant leap in order for me to be like, wow, that's a true breakout year. Because she's already made a pretty big breakout year last year. But right. if the leap is big enough, then yeah, I would agree with you. It had yeah. to be a pretty big leap, though. It'd have to go to, like, she is 100% the favorite. Like she yes. like I think there fair. there is nobody else like which Olivia is Miller, sorry you're it's Claire Seymour's time and that's like a pretty big statement considering exactly. how fast Leah Miller has run that's so, what I'm saying um, it, 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 yeah. I think if she gets to that point that would have been a big enough leap for that to, yeah for that to be the truth um, okay um, well do you want to wrap there Garrett or do you, do you want to yeah I th- I think that's probably good because you know we don't want to overload our listeners for for one episode <laughs> I think that's probably all right so. Hey, we we could still talk for at least forty five minutes with yeah, very, could, very, very little prompts uh, after all these months. <laughs> so I think that's a good sign. Uh, perfect, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate you just uh, letting me just just sitting there and just like let me yell at you. I I, <laughs> I, for, I forgot how cathartic this was. Yeah, I mean it's good to to kind of throw stuff out there and see if it lands with you or not. Because sometimes it can be a Kip saying situation, or sometimes it can be a. 
hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe I promise you, it's is. never a Kip Sang situation. <laughs> it's never been a Kip Sang. This is the first time that's happened. So, um, well, so we'll wrap it here. Um, we do want to say that we appreciate everybody coming back. Um, it, it means a lot to see all the uh, social media messages uh, about all, uh, all the excitement about us coming back. That, that's been great to see. We are on a new Apple podcast feed, right? That's correct, Garrett. Yep, that's correct. Um, yep. We still are on the same SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, but yeah, make sure you subscribe to the new feed. Give us a rating and review. We'll, we'll bring back some of those, um, reading some of those reviews every podcast. So make sure you get those in. If you have any questions, that'd be a great way to make sure that they get answered. Um, but yeah, we're, I, I, I can speak for myself and I, I think I can speak for Garrett that we're just thrilled to be doing this again yeah, and to have uh, plenty to talk about this upcoming season. Yeah. Um, shout out to everyone for being patient for like Ben said, the nice messages and being cool. Um, uh, just about kind of our return. And um, even, even when we were, you know, calling it quits, everyone was, you know, and give some incredibly thoughtful, nice messages. Um, you know, I still like, I, I wouldn't lie if I said, I still take a look back at those, you know, um, and, and for, for some encouragement. So thank you all sincerely. You guys are the best part about why we do this. And, uh, uh, you know, like from the bottom of my heart, you guys and, and the writers here at TSR have given me an opportunity to have a career in track and field, like writing, like that's like a wild concept. I can't, I can't really believe it, but thank you all uh, for kind of giving me this career. And, um, you know, I'm going to try to make the most of it. And uh, luckily I have a great team behind me and, um if you thought that you know this is just a pinnacle then you are uh, mistaken we are just getting started so um ben that's all i got man i'm done uh man i'm pumped up i don't know i i, I don't know if i'm gonna be able to go to sleep now i i gotta <laughs> think about what pinnacle we're gonna reach now um, there you go all right well until next time garrett this has been a lot of fun but until next time i'll talk to you man i'll talk to you